0: This is Driven By, a podcast where we explore the intersection between passion and purpose, sitting down and having conversations with risk-takers, change-makers, builders, and entrepreneurs to find out what it is that drives them.
1: Um, What's up, guys? I'm Mona Lavinia Garcia. I am born and raised in Washington, D.C., a Latina. I am also a run coach and a strength and conditioning coach as well as an energy dealer, a hype woman, all that good stuff.
0: Yes. Oh, those are like amazing ways of introducing (laughs) yourself and all of which is true. Um, I'm excited to have this conversation with you just because I think um, I've been exposed to you through the boxing community, Um, but you do so much more in the fitness space here in Washington, DC. And I do think that you do it very gracefully. Um, You've partnered with a number of different uh, companies here in in DC, shout out to Lululemon, Um, but you've also born out of nothing. This concept around building community from a group of human beings that just like to run a bunch. Um, and I've been so impressed by everything that you've been able to, to kind of build and accomplish. So I'm super excited about this conversation, but I (laughs) realize that you're like, you didn't just wake up one morning and start a complete running community. You didn't just wake up one morning and become a strength and conditioning coach. So maybe you could start by telling us a little bit about how you got to where you are today.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah, nothing is overnight or nothing good is overnight. That's, that's something that I think once you talk to people, when you see that they're doing something amazing, you just realize that it just took years and years and years. Uh, for me, I think that I wasn't in fitness or maybe even like a little bit over a decade ago, I didn't even run a mile. Oh my gosh. So is was out of shape. So, wow. Um, but there was this restlessness in my life that I feel like I needed to do something different and I was inspired by this woman running in the rain and I was just like shit why can't I be that person why can't I be running in the rain and yeah pushing your body and saying screw the like rain and all that but um through that I think like over a decade I signed up for a 5k raise some money um and the longest
0: story. I don't know how, how no, much time this is we all like, I'm like sitting here um, and my eyes are getting big. I've <laughs> always thought that you've like been doing, I, I mean, I had no idea that almost, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, well, so yeah, like over a decade ago, I like signed up for my first 5k scared shit list. Didn't even know how to run. Um, I started around my block, which I still run in and it's, it's crazy to think sometimes when I think that I couldn't even run a single block, yeah. uh, without feeling Breathless or couldn't control my rain, my running, but um, so after that I got shin splints and I was I was running with the wrong shoes. I was running with just Nikes, but like probably trainers of some sort of thing. So I went into the Nike store and bought a pair of running shoes. They checked my gait and they invited me to run to join their run community. Um, I showed up scared. again, because I didn't know how to run, but um, I started showing up every Tuesday to those run sessions um, to the point where they were doing this women's, this Nike women's half. It's when they did like the Tiffany necklace and all that, and they needed female pacers, so they asked me because I was, I think it was just my energy. They were like, do you want to do this? You're so great. You, uh, you, you talk to everyone, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I was like, okay. So that was like my part time job, minimum wage. Wow. Um, but I couldn't wait to get off of my regular nine to five, um, to go run Yeah. Uh, with people. And, um, then, during that time again there was restlessness there was um this time where I was like really enjoying it I got laid off from my job because they were closing that office sure could have gotten something else um and that's when I said no I'm gonna just kind of dive deep into this and see what I create out of this I was like I love working with people I love running um I love movement and what else can I do what can I do with this and I didn't take another job after that. And I just kind of figured it out. I went into Pilates okay. because I was getting injuries. So I was trying to find some strength training yes. to be curious into running. And I was going into endurance training, doing half marathons, doing full marathons. And that's when all the injuries come if because if you're just running, things start to fall apart.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like incredible because what you essentially were served up was what normal people would have been like, oh, this is like a bad, like bad card was dealt. Like I lost my job and where you were able to kind of take a moment and kind of recognize that this is actually not something I've been excited about or passionate about for so long. Mm -hmm. I've been sitting, dreaming, thinking about how I can interact with a community of people. And I'm assuming you're talking about the Nike run club. Yeah. Yeah. Which were like old school Nike had (laughs) done it right at one point with run club and training club and all that good stuff and has uh, sense like sort of um, discontinued some of that action but yeah um, You took that opportunity and you essentially said like, Hey, I'm going to actually lean in to something I'm passionate about, which is really hard for some people to do. Yeah. And now you're not just running marathons, (laughs) you're running like across the country,
1: across the country, it, through deserts, through the hottest place on earth, um, and running distances for multiple hours that I never thought possible, but, um, probably one of the most like most fulfilling parts of it is that I am now helping people do that. Mm -hmm. To think that, like, at one point, the journey was just for me Mm -hmm. um, to just run a 5K and to learn how to do that to the point where... I dug in deep enough that I was just like, okay, I love this and this has changed my life and it's made me this person. And how can I bring that to other people? Yeah. How can I deliver that? Um, And how can I help them perform and actually enjoy and love it and find something out of it? And it's kind of crazy to think that at one point I just dreamed of this and
0: (laughs) here I am doing that. Kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's like something you can wake up and be incredibly grateful for every yes. single day. So, at this point, essentially, you lose your job, you lean into Pilates, you start running um, like marathons, you start to like really take it next level, next level. I guess while you're going through these different um, milestones in your running career, Kind of what's going through your head? Like how are you? How are you becoming more mentally tough to move from a five k to a ten k to half marathon to a full marathon? Because I think that's something that a lot of people embark on. That yeah, but it's scary and it's not something. I mean, I can run a five k. I don't know mm-hmm. that I can run a ten k. Maybe I can with the appropriate yeah. motivation um, and like thought process. But what is that? What does that require mentally? Oof.
1: Um it requires a lot of. Self-talk and consistency. I mean, to this day, I think it remains tried and true that consistency will get you where you need to go. Um, It's waking up early on Saturday mornings instead of sleeping in. It's waking up to do these miles in the rain, in the snow, in the heat. Um, to show up those days on race day, because I think what, again, I always say this, but what I love about running is that it's so honest, you can't fake it. You know, you show up there and you will see in your train, like your training will show on race day. Right. Um, sometimes it's not always the case. You might have just a shitty day and that's life, but, um, you have to be scared and you have to take the leap. Mm-hmm. You just have to go through that. Um being intimidated, signing up. That's why we still get butterflies when we sign up for a 10K, when we sign up for a marathon, yeah. when we say, Holy shit, I signed up for my first Ultra. Um you're still scared and that something worth doing and that feeling about, um, just putting yourself in these uncomfortable positions and not knowing what you'll get out of it is part of it, Yeah, you know? And it's, so it's constantly being outside of your comfort zone, seeing what's happening. And sometimes you repeat, like you said, you can do a 5k, but can you do a 5k maybe two minutes faster than before? Yeah. That's just a very like malleable challenge. Like sure. It doesn't have to be, now I'm going to go for a 10K. You can stay in that 5K and challenge yourself in a specific way. Um, yeah. And I think that's fun. But it's for people who want to try something new, see what happens, and not be scared of it. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's a, a
0: you against you kind of situation. But are you 100%. also looking, is it a you against you, but also looking at the, the other people that are involved in the race? Like, are you ever thinking about who else is kind of stepping up next to you in the line or...
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a community thing, and I think that's what I love about running. There is this quote that I've read before that says, um, we don't race to, uh, like, we don't race versus each other but we, we we run and we race to be with each other yeah right uh, like when that person is beside you and they're running they're, you don't know what their purpose is for to signing up for that 10k right like for me what got me at the starting line of that 5k was some raising money for um Aww. For, for a purpose and so that's my purpose I don't worry about the next person and who, who cares yeah but we're there together and we're still probably both nervous we're still probably um, dialed in on our goal and so that's the beauty of it because you know that they've struggled in their training they've done their training and here we are and for some people it's a lot easier than others but that's it amazing. is what it is
0: cool so we're we're running all these races we're getting like our our running shoes are getting better our, <laughs> our legs are getting toner um, what are you doing kind of at that point to supplement? Is it just leaning in and being a Pilates instructor? Or when do you kind of start moving into the space where you become a strength and conditioning coach? Because like your yeah. strength and conditioning stuff of- is no joke. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's hard work. And I only know that from a small little segment of what I've taken um, yeah. in your classes at Rumble. But, uh, you know, Thank you. what is the, what's the progression for you from yeah. a professional perspective?
1: Um, so again, I, I think that like, Running is what got me here, but it was always the curiosity of how can you perform a little bit better. So performance has always been a word that I think about, but that's not how I coach. Like, I think the performance would speak for itself. Uh, Pilates was the first entrance and gateway for me to work in a studio, which was very different from working with Nike. Nike was great. Um, It was like going to college for university for marketing. In sports marketing um, and really working with amazing people and meeting a lot of amazing people. Uh, but that was the running aspect. What was I doing outside of that to get a little bit better, get a little edge? Because again, like I said, I wasn't a runner before, so I always wanted to get an edge on what I could learn more and offer. So I went into Pilates on that. And uh, from there, I just really dove into the DC community. Mm-hmm. Just found a lot of amazing people and learned from them. Um, Just kept my head down. But from there, I kind of just... My aspect was how does this connect to running? Mm -hmm. How does this help running? And I think that um, that's how I found boxing. There was this boxer that came to one of our track sessions, and he was crushing these 200-meter miles. Um, And so 200 meters, not miles. Um, That's okay. And I was (laughs) was sitting here,
0: I was like, 200 miles? Yeah, right?
1: (laughs) He was like, we were doing 200-meter repeats, and he was just crushing them, and he was so conditioned. And I was like, what the fuck? I wanna know what <laughs> what what is this boxing training? And I had a friend who was actually a coach, so I was just like, Can you just condition me like a boxer? I was like, I I know I grew up watching boxing, but um I was interested in the conditioning aspect yeah. of it. And that's kind of how I got into boxing. But just the conditioning part, I was like, I don't need to throw punches. I just need to be conditioned like one, at least in the beginning. Um, but with that conditioning, I was very curious of boxing. And um, then I leaned into, by that point, I ended up getting a job with Equinox. I was doing running and Pilates with them. Okay. Um, they, they loved me for strength as well. Um, and things were going really great. But um, I was doing a little bit more boxing and uh, there that's when Rumble signed a lease in DC and <laughs> I like DM'd them and I was like, if you need a trainer, like it should be me. <laughs>
0: I love that confidence. That's amazing.
1: Um and Andy's still there, that got like he talked to yeah. me. He was like, Yeah, we've just signed the lease, we're not looking for trainers yet, but your name already has came through. Um and so it just like I was like, well, if you guys aren't opening yet, I'm going to start training now. Yeah. And I got a coach and we met every freaking week. So I learned amazing. boxing for like a year before they even did auditions. That's incredible.
0: I mean, it's <laughs> it's so clear to me that you're such a student of your craft, right? Like mm-hmm. the thing that you were most passionate about is running. But what you've done is you've essentially said, how do I be the best at this how do I be the best at this one thing? And you've leaned into all these different aspects of how you can properly condition your body to be able to perform at the level in which you want to perform from the running perspective, which is just like so incredible. Yeah. Um, put a pin in it for a second. If we look back to when you were a baby, like when you were a young kid, what did you want to be when you were growing up?
1: I heard you ask this question on your podcast and (laughs) I was like, what did I want to be? Um, I don't think I remember. Uh, but things that interest me, I knew I always like gravitated towards women leading in the office, mm-hmm. because that's probably I've seen women leading in the office, which was very different from, you know, my family, because in my family, it's like women's are caring for the homes. Mm-hmm. So I was always curious of that. Um, other than that, I think it was just Probably a
0: soccer player of some sort. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I never really thought about that. Okay, I mean, soccer players run a lot. So yeah, that makes sense. It does. Like, for what it it's is. worth, too, I think if you have interest in just women that hold positions of I don't want to say power, but positions of um, admiration or positions of uh, you know the ability to lead, I, mean, I do think very much that those go well in line with where you are today. Yeah, I think we could talk a little bit about that just with regards to kind of how you're positioned in the. DC fitness community, which I hold at such a high regard. Um, having also grown up in this area, been born in DC. I just, I, mm-hmm. and what it's given to me personally, but, um, mm-hmm. what you've done is you've actually been able to build your own community within the community. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a little bit about Northeast track club and kind of how yeah, that came to be? Uh, that's my, that's
1: my, um, Pride and joy right there. Um, yeah, it didn't come about. There's a lot of people that I've met through the decade that loved running. And I always try to offer some sort of space throughout the years of, like, Saturday runs, things here and there. Um, and they were small. They were, they were here and there. Um and if you've seen one of the co-founders is vonks yeah. she i met through nike run i actually asked her to be a pacer because by the end i was like helping lead the, the nike run club and once that was dismantled her and i just remained running and uh, i think we both have the same idea just to create space but it was northeast track club was founded um during the pandemic in 2020, June 9th, 2020, which is crazy to think. Uh, and it was literally her and I were running on the trails and we were just like, you know, I really want to work hard at something and kind of forget about everything that's going on. This was before, you know, we had to wear a mask or had to be separate. It, it, It said nothing about being outside. So we were like, why don't we go to the track on Tuesday and see, see what we can do. And we showed up, um, with like two or three other people and we did a hard workout we're out of shape and it was just this life in our like our legs our breath all of that felt amazing and we were like what if we just showed up for each other every Tuesday yeah and um with no intention of growing this community but we just were like what if we show up for each other every Tuesday um but the way it grew is that somebody that was there wanted to invite their roommate because their roommate was like, you're running track, and then somebody else. So it would be nine people the next day and then 11 people. And it was just like, the first time, it was very weird because it's like, I've never turned anyone away from running, but during the pandemic in the beginning... Yeah. When, it, when it was too many, we couldn't, so we would just kind of not tell anyone about it, but it was there, and we would just show up and for people who needed it, um, but fast forward now, we're in a position where we have almost 200 runners every Tuesday, oh my which gosh. is yeah. insane. We outgrew our community track, yeah. so yeah. now we... Have Cardoza Track, which we pay for through donations, because one thing that we always wanted to do is I always wanted to create a space, and I think that everyone should run it, and it shouldn't be by membership; it should mm-hmm. be free, um, and with not, but not only free, but for them to have. A good workout, Mm -hmm. Um, some knowledge in the workout, get some gems out of it, and work on programming of some sort. Um, So it's been really fun to grow that. Uh, It's been amazing. So many people have found their roommates, have found their best friends, have found um, somebody that they care for, love for. Uh, So we've, we've all just kind of leaned into it. And it's been a beautiful space for people to just feel part of something yeah. um, and the way we talk about it it's really it's not mine it's not anyone's it's just them us yeah. um, and it's just a beautiful thing because it's it just wasn't meant to be that but I think people gravitate towards something that's really real and authentic um,
0: and we have a lot of fun. I love that so much. I love that so much. I mean, we can, the pandemic was crazy. Everyone started lockdown, especially, I mean, running became very popular, mm-hmm. not just, I think, because it was like an outdoor activity that everyone could do, but it also, I think it was like people needed the stress release. Like they needed the opportunity to get together and to, to, like be in an outdoor space or even just run individually. I think running was just like the, one of the things that came up the most, one of the other things I feel like you did. Um, and a lot of folks during the pandemic had to do was they had to off. Or some type of online something to help fill not just their time, but also to continue to be relevant to the community. So separating um, Northeast Track Club the other stuff that you were having to do during the pandemic in order to I mean your full time fitness, right? Yeah. What did that look like for you? What were your what was that experience like for you?
1: I mean, that was awkward as hell <laughs> to be on Zoom and your face is in Zoom and you're just don't, uh, like, or when you were doing those lives and you don't know who you're talking to. Yeah. Um, but again, we were fueled and we were being propelled to like us trainers propelled to like still show up for our people. Like, I don't know how to not show up for them. So I think that even during that time, that was my way to cope, but to be connected with the community. Um, again, when we started doing zooms and, over a couple of months I was like what can I really offer that would be just instead of just the weekly show up Mm -hmm. um and through that came something that I've always wanted to do and and that's where the intersection of strength and conditioning and running came in together and I just asked some of the runners like are you guys down to do a series with me and it was um what well, we've now called Movement Lab but yes. back then it was called um, during the pandemic assembling an athlete yep. which was really awesome and I'm really I was really excited because it's like I don't know how to do that I didn't have my own programming at that point um, so I worked on a six week program and and I had people sign up and they loved it. And they were working from their home with like water bottles or gallons and stuff like that because they couldn't carry weights, but it was amazing because they can see the difference it did on, on the road. And that is kind of like what makes me happy. What makes me giddy is just like, can you do the work outside of the like running um, to get a little bit stronger? But, um, yeah, so I stayed with it. It was really successful. Virtually. I did get burnt out because I was doing that and I was doing clients and then I was also doing, um, zooms for rumble and it's just like to be authentic i can't show up if i'm burnt out Mm -hmm. so i took a break yeah unfortunately for some people that could only do zoom and um it did give me time to see people in real life, which is something that I do prefer. Uh, but um, yeah, I thought about how can I make this happen? These last couple of months, um, I thought about how can I make this happen in person, mm-hmm. in a space and shout out to Maisie from Lulu Lemon, but we talked a little bit and yeah. we worked on something. She She helped me like really write it down because I'm more of a doer and she's more of like, let's write this down and see what it looks like. And we tried out six weeks again at Union Market. Yes. Um, I had worked with Union Market before, and we always knew we wanted to work together. Um, so, again, power of community. I didn't have any weights. I didn't have anything. And Chase from Sweat C gave me weights. I bought some stuff um, from stores, whatever I could buy. And... I did a six-week series. It was really successful. People loved it. Mm -hmm. And I've just been waiting for a moment to show it off again. And here we are at Flex DC. Yes. (laughs) Shout out to Matt. Um, It's the new Firehouse Historical Place in DC. And we're going to be launching Movement Lab, which is in person with weights and a whole
0: ass gym. Yes. Um,
1: And we're going to do it again and see what happens. love it.
0: (laughs) And I kind of asked the question um, very leadingly, right? I mean, I... And one of the things that I love about the D.C. community is that once you kind of get zeroed in about... Who's doing what? It's very easy to watch everyone kind of blossom and do, yeah. you know, amazing things as it relates to what you can tell they're really passionate about. Yeah. For me, I, I I want you to tell me, you know, more about what drives you. But I just see so much of um, see so much community being like such a huge focus for you. You've been able to build a community with Northeast Track Club that really everyone has ownership of, and mm-hmm. really grow it from a small subset of folks to two hundred. That's insane. That's like. <laughs> (laughs) Incredible. Um, you've done some really incredible things with that group and I can see the camaraderie and I can see the energy and I can see people leaning in and wanting to be a part of it. And then to have seen what you were able to take and cultivate during the pandemic, um, and kind of now move that into real life and Mm -hmm. to see people showing up there. And I'm sure there's crossover, but the reality is there's also just like, you have a lot of people that just like love taking your classes. (laughs) They love your energy. They love what you built and what you have built. And I, you know, I'm so impressed by like what you're able to give of yourself. And I think what you touched on very like casually there is that you needed a break and you were burnt out. And I think for you to recognize that and for you to take Mm -hmm. time, is mm-hmm. so important like we all deserve some rest and like when we come out on the other side of that rest it's always going to be more fruitful on the other side so 100% really really impressed but <laughs> all that to be said um, when you think about what's driving you when you think about like one word that kind of <laughs> you know tells you tells the world what drives you what is it uh, it's legacy yeah um,
1: where that comes from is what do I want to leave? And when I think about that, what do I want to leave my nieces and nephews? I mean, I don't have any children. Uh, but uh, that's okay. what do I want to <laughs> leave to them? What do I want to leave to this city? This city has given me so much. My parents are from El Salvador. Yeah, They came here during the Civil War. Um, oh, my gosh. But this country, this city, Washington, D.C., has built me, and I want to give it something I want to offer it something and I know I can and I know I have the power to if I if I just put the put the gas on but um yeah it's just legacy because at the end you know you always want to think about what your ancestors did and when you think about people's stories um what was their mission what was their goal you try to remember that and it's really inspiring and I think I'm really inspired by that um so to me it's legacy yeah that's what will I think it's just like my North star to see like, what can you do it? So I don't rush on shit. that doesn't matter. Um, and I focus on the bigger picture.
0: Yeah. So if we look at, um, what you've cultivated out of Northeast track club and what you've created and will like soon relaunch again with movement labs, um, where do you think your aha moment was? You know, along the way with both those instances, like they could, they're they probably totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you think your aha moment has been in terms of saying like this is like, this is what's important to me? Like, was it well before any of these things started? Was it
1: the aha moment for me? I have them all the time, so often um, in just different aspects of my life. Um, I mean. Right now, I'm doing different things. Uh, But even just... I was talking to my friend on Tuesday. We had lunch. And it's just... If you look at you it's july right we're halfway through this year but not not just that my birthday's coming up so it's Come just on. like so right <laughs> so it's like leo season but um you look back at what you did just this one year yeah and you're like holy shit we just did we just did i just did all of this yeah i say we when, when i talk about northeast track club um but i did a lot like i started my LLC. I started my business this year. So talking about it, it feels very natural to me, but it's still very fresh. Um, and the reason probably why it feels natural is because I've been thinking and visualizing this for so long. Um, Northeast track club is only two years, but I've been (laughs) offering space and runs and telling the whole goddamn city to run for (laughs) a decade Um, I've rumbled I've been there for three years we were closed for like two but it's insane to think about that I'm there, and I was a founding trainer when yeah. I remember I wanted to just... I sent them a DM, and I, they, they didn't know who I was, and I had no boxing experience to who I am now. So it's all it's always aha moments, and I think that that's what still fuels me and guides me, but you always got to remember where you came from. Sometimes you were wishing for what you have now, um, and then now it's just, like, zeroing in on what you have and digging in a little deeper and seeing what comes out of it, yeah. um, but then also still having professional and personal goals
0: and seeing what's next. And that plays into this concept of legacy as well. It's like everywhere you've been and to have the constant ah ahas and then to realize all the things that you've accomplished even this last year and the legacy that you'll soon leave for for this city. (laughs) I, I wonder if when you look back at your journey, what has been like the biggest challenge you've had to overcome?
1: The biggest challenge, I think, um, Probably holding myself back, I think. Okay. I think for a lot of people, we we have that imposter syndrome at one point. Um, but I think also just not believing that you can do it. Yeah. Um, and just limiting yourself to something. Uh, but why can't you do it all? Why can't you try something? Who knows what happens? Um, and just putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and doing it. Mm-hmm. So I think that at one point, those were my hesitations. But... I've worked those muscles so much that I think that now they're some, there's some of my biggest strengths. Yeah. Um, but that takes work. That takes time. And that takes a lot of, um, leaning in and really listening to your intuition.
0: Yeah. Um, as you look ahead and also look back at the same time, I mean at this point now you've got movement lab starting, you have Northeast track club that's like obviously, um, running at a a fast clip here there's a lot of things that you've been doing personally with your running across country your like training other runners in other parts of the the u.s does that continue for you as you think ahead or do you feel yourself rooting down more intentionally in this space given the things that you're starting with your business and what you've kind of set yourself up for
1: Um, last year that's a good question and yes that does i think that that's what will keep me going like if i I'm a very much like if I'm preaching it, I'm doing it as yeah. well. So working on longevity, uh, I had like a little hip injury so that, um, pushed me back with running, but we're going, we're digging back into it and I need to add another challenge to it. Uh, but yeah, I love that. I love that because through that, I learned so many lessons. I don't know what it is, but when you're running, you're talking to yourself, it's very therapeutic for me. So yeah. I learn a lot or I, Get through something, um, and a lot of my creative ideas come through that. So, yeah, it's always going to be part of it. And I think that, that there would be, I wouldn't be where I'm at if I stopped that part and kind of leaned into it. I never, I don't think Movement Lab is supposed to be like a brick and mortar. Sure. I think it could, I can share that yeah. and um, express that in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, and Northeast Track Club is just pretty much global.
0: <laughs> you oh, can go it's anywhere. Okay. Perfect. Um, last question I'll ask is if you could give one piece of advice to anybody, it doesn't have to be a runner. It doesn't have to be person, person in the fitness space, anybody, as you think about your journey, as you think about how you've developed, what is that one piece of advice you'd give? Oh my gosh. Um,
1: I think to, to, um, Stay curious, I think. Um, Even if you stay in your lane, like, stay curious with that. See what else. Don't just accept that you feel like you know it all. Mm -hmm. Always be a student. Um, There's so much development and growth and different levels that you could transcend to in the same, like you could be doing the same
0: thing, but you can do it so much better. Um, So I think stay curious. I love that. So if people want to follow along with all the things Mona, um, what is the best way for them to do that? Um, Where should they learn more about all the things that you're involved in? How can they find out more about Movement Labs? Yes. Um, So
1: you can follow me on IG i think that's probably the only social that i do um mona lavinia and through that there should be a link through northeast track club you can follow that run community and um rumble and now flex dc yes so beautiful all
0: those things all those <laughs> and then i lied one more question if sure. you could recommend one running shoe Oh, uh, what are you running <laughs> if you want? You're just a normal runner. Uh, you're just a normal casual runner. city runner. Uh, okay. Right now, currently
1: I am loving the cloud monster Okay. in lime with the just kind of like hint of mango red on it. Um, So the (laughs) colors matter, but also it has this really good cushioning that can help you run distance, but it's light enough that you feel fast Um, because I like to feel fast even when I'm running
0: slow pace
1: yeah whatever it is (laughs) I love that
0: okay awesome well thank you so much for taking time to chat with me for telling us a little bit more about your story your journey I'm so excited for you (laughs) um it's been so fun to kind of sit back and like just see all the things happening and not even know everything and it's just like (laughs) this has been such a great conversation for me so thank you so much I really appreciate it thank you this is awesome all right that's the show thanks for tuning in If you like what you heard, give us a follow on Instagram, drivenby underscore blank, share it with your friends, pass along the good word, and for the love of God, continue to acknowledge your passions, let love be your guide, and always walk in purpose. Until next time, I'm Karen, and this has been a conversation about the intersection between passion and purpose.